following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the 38th episode of the Spit Talking Podcast. I'm Alec Walt alongside Kyle Allen. We're two members of the class of 2017 who are obsessed with Bonnie's basketball. Kyle, welcome to you. Alec, what's going on, man? We are uh, three games into the season. Not the start we had hoped for for the Bonnies. Some injuries we uh, are going to be discussing. And we're just looking forward to the Cayman Islands Classic upcoming for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And we have a guy who is going to discuss that tournament for us, Pat McMahon, a uh, fellow Basketball Society writer for us and a fellow Bonna alum. Yeah, Kyle, joining the podcast this week is Basketball Society College Basketball Insider and another graduate from the class of 2017 at St. Bonaventure, Pat McMahon. Pat, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Walt and Kyle? Thanks for having me, guys. Just excited that college basketball is back. Obviously not the start that we wanted from our Bonnies, but looking forward to a great week ahead of us with the K-Nouds Classic and some other great tournaments to watch around the country. So you mentioned the start to St. Bonaventure. Earlier this week, I wrote an article on BasketballSocietyOnline.com titled, What We've Learned from Each Atlantic 10 Team Early in the Season. My analysis for St. Bonaventure was, the future is bright, but the present will present growing pains. Is that an accurate description for what you've seen out of the first three games? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great way to put it. Obviously, I've loved what I've seen from the freshmen so far. Osun's been a force on the defensive end. Kyle at point guard's playing confident and he's got a nice basketball IQ. Don Welch looks pretty impressive as well. He's shown streaks. He can be a great scorer. I like the form on his jump shot. These guys will be um, great to watch in the next few years. But obviously, you know, the the final scores haven't been what we wanted to see from them. It's tough to win games without two veteran guys and your best player and Courtney Stockard. But uh, definitely a lot of promise for the Bonnies moving forward. And Pat, with the Bonnies' first game of the Cayman Island Classic being Monday night against Georgia State, Give us a little preview of the Panthers and who we should look out for. Yeah, so um, it should be a really good opening game. Georgia State's got a solid team. They made the NCAA tournament last year and gave Cincinnati a tough game in the first round before ultimately losing to them. But they'll be really good. They got a couple of really good guards in the wing led by Demarcus Simmons. He's a really strong, skilled player, NBA prospect, averaging 22 points a game to start this year. He'll be a tough guy for the Bonnies to defend. They also have Jeff Thomas, a really good 6'5 wing player. He can shoot the three really well. In their last game against Mercer, he actually had 30 points, made eight three-pointers. So uh, it'll be a tough test for the Bonnie's wings to defend these guys. This is where they'll miss a guy like Idris Dickey last year, but we'll see if guys like Poyser and Welch, even Alpha Coley can set up their game and really really need to dig in and defend to win this one. So, Pat, if the Bonnie's beat Georgia State, they'll play the winner of Boise State and Creighton. How do you see that game playing out? So if they see Boise State... The Broncos are actually in a pretty similar position to the Bonnies right now. They had a solid team last year, but they lost a lot of talent. They lost their star, Chandler Hutchinson. So they're kind of in a rebuild mode. They haven't been too impressive thus far, only played two games, but they uh, lost their first game, and they also struggled against Jackson State in game two. So that's a game, if the Bonnies end up facing them, I think they could very well win. Creighton, on the other hand, will be a much tougher matchup. They've looked solid. Two and one start. Well, I lost a close game to Ohio State. They play really good defense and got some shooters on the wings that'll, again, be tough to handle. So I think either way will be a pretty good game. I think they'll have a better chance if they see Boise, but should be some great basketball. 
At the moment, it's looking like the Bonnies are going to be shorthanded going into the tournament. So who can we expect to step up for this team without both of their seniors and the bigger non-conference games that we're going to have this season? I do expect Courtney to be the guy down the road when he's healthy. Um, but for now, if he's unable to play in the Cayman Islands tournament, I think Jalen Poyser has got to be that guy to step up. I know he's this is his first year on the court, but he's been there another year. He's got some experience with the team and just in college basketball in general with his previous days at UNLV. So I think he's the guy that's got to want the ball at the end of the game, make some plays when they really need it, take a little pressure off the freshmen. So, Pat, how confident are you the Bonnies can win the bottom half of this bracket? I think it's going to be a little tough. don't really see them getting the championship game, especially if they have to run to Creighton. But uh, I'd say I'd put it, you know, maybe about 25 30% chance. If Stockett and Zippin do end up playing, then that's much higher, and I think they'll be right up there with anyone. But they got to at least search for one win in the first two games. It would be a good result for the Bonnies. Pat, a team I was watching this week in the Myrtle Beach Invitational was St. Joe's, a team we all have our sights on this year as a team that could be a top team in the league. They had a great showing versus Wake Forest and a bad showing versus Taco Fall in UCF. So what's your assessment of the Hawks, and are they for real, or are they a team that could be more up and down this upcoming season? Yeah, I like what I've seen so far from Joe's. Obviously, they stumbled Friday against UCF, but basically, if they can just stay healthy, I think they'll, without a doubt, be one of the top three teams in the league. That was my biggest question coming into the year. They've had terrible loss of injuries the last two years. Now they finally have Lamar Kimball and Charlie Brown healthy, and Charlie Brown's been a star so far this year between him and Funk, Kimball. they got some other good supporting guys. They'll be a very good team in the A-10, and I think we'll be right there at the top of the conference on the NCAA tournament bubble. Yeah, and they can really shoot, too. That's what um, I think their biggest strength, and that's going to be huge for them going down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. So, Pat, another team in the Atlantic 10 I want to bring up to you. We actually had a conversation off the air that you thought George Mason was a sleeper in the conference. Right now, they're 0-3. What the heck is going on in Fairfax? Yeah, man, George Mason, they've been a real disappointment. I'm shocked that they've been playing this bad. Coming into the year, I thought they'd be definitely up there at the top of the 10. they got a lot of production coming back. Also bringing Virginia transfer Jared Ruder at center. And um, I thought he was going to be the answer to their defensive woes because he's a very uh, good rebounder, shot blocker, brings that defensive intensity they needed. But turns out he can't do it by himself. They still got to defend on the wing. They have 98 points to Georgia Southern. I don't know what's the answer for them, but they really got to just step up and play defense if they want to be a factor in the A-10 going forward. Pat, a team that we expect to be an NCAA tournament team this year is Davidson. They got their butts handed to them by Purdue pretty easily. You know, they're led by Kellen Grady, John Axel Gudmundson, who's had a pretty good year so far, you know, just through a couple games. And the A-10 overall has been somewhat down, I would say, just from what we expected, and especially with teams like George Mason, as I mentioned before, going on free. How many teams do you expect the A-10 to get into the tournament this year? Yeah, it's obviously tough to tell early, but if I had to guess right now, I'd say probably two. And with possibility of a third team, like we saw Davidson last year being the spoiler in the A-10 tournament. But, yeah, between St. Joe's, Davidson, and St. Louis, I think we could see two of them get in. St. Louis hasn't really been tested. We'll kind of see them tonight. They play against Seton Hall. That'll be their first big one. And Joe's, as we already talked about, I think is going to be really good going forward. And the thing with Davidson, they did look terrible against Purdue, but they uh, pulled off a nice something behind winning against Wichita State. They just need to find a third guy to step up alongside John Ashley Goodmanson and Kellen Grady. And then they'll be fine if they can get that third guy to emerge. But I would say two 
right now between those three with maybe a third spoiler coming in in uh, Brooklyn in March. So, Pat, you mentioned Davidson, St. Louis, and St. Joe's. With George Mason struggling out of the gate, who do you think's that fourth team in the Atlantic 10? I think there's still time that Mason can get back to the top of the time. You know, once conference play gets rolling, they might be a completely different team. Another team to keep an eye out for is uh, Dayton. We haven't seen too much out of them yet, but they've also had Josh Cunningham hurt when he gets back. They could be a really tough team. Rhode Island, I think, would be another sleeper. But again, they got a young team. If they can get Dalton and Russell going, that's a tough backcourt to guard. So uh, there's a number of teams that could be. I think the league is pretty wide open this year, especially after uh, those three. So, Pat, you know, being a college basketball writer for us at Basketball Society Online, you have a preview of the Thanksgiving holiday tournaments coming up. What are some that you want to highlight in that article, and what can our readers look forward to seeing in that article? This post should come out Sunday night or Monday morning, and like Kyle said, we'll just be highlighting the uh, major Thanksgiving tournaments coming up. There's a bunch of them. Um, obviously, the biggest being the Molly Invitational. It's going to be a great field with Duke, Gonzaga, Auburn, some other really good teams. The Cayman Islands Classic, which the Bonnies, as we talked about, are playing on starting Monday. I'll just do a quick write-up of the teams in the field of these tournaments and then some predictions on who I think is going to win. So, yeah, look forward to that coming out on Sunday night or Monday morning. All right, Pat, final question. How can our listeners best keep in touch with you on social media? So go to my Twitter. is at pmcmahon45. That's where you'll be seeing me post most of my content and promote other basketball society writers. All right, that's Pat McMahon, college basketball insider for basketballsocietyonline.com. Pat, thank you very much for joining the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of the Schmidt Talking Podcast. I'm Alec Walt alongside Kyle Allen. Tune in next week as we keep you up to date with all things St. Bonaventure basketball. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.